Hello and welcome to the winner's edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... The Trojans need better defense. No, that was fucking stupid. What? just no, happened? I don't know. Do you know I not know your name? I literally I like, make a teed condom. it up here. All you got to do is say your name, I dude. I was going to make a condom joke. Are we going to still go with this? Yeah, we're going to keep it just okay. to show that we well. try to like go live as possible. Do you want to start again? I do, but let's just go. Uh, I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason There we go. We have a thing, dude. You totally messed it up. I was going to be like, Jason, a Trojan can't provide enough protection tonight, Shear. Thank you for the condom reference tonight. I'm sure it'll be one of many. Nope. As we talk about how Arizona basketball... Defeated <laughs> USC Trojans tonight. That's the worst opening to a podcast. Uh, I blame you. Our it's literally your fault. Uh, Arizona won 81 to 66. Um, I was able to get home in time from my concert that we had tonight in Mariana. I listened to the game, this, the back end of the first half on the radio, and then I watched it on TV, the second half. So it was kind of cool. You're very cool, honey. Yeah. You're. Too cool for school. <laughs> Clearly, we're goofy tonight. Um, so we're going to do our little post-game recap here. Uh, Arizona, not surprising, as you predicted, is back on track. What went right for the Wildcats esta noche? Uh, is everything a good answer? Arizona got off to a really fast start. I think the biggest thing I took away was the focus. Um, you know, Tommy Lloyd mentioned letting um, Arizona play a little bit more free on offense and not overthinking things. I think that was very obvious. Um, the energy, I thought, was the big thing. And Cedric Henderson mentioned the energy and after when we talked to him earlier this week and said that it can't just be on Kirk Creesa. Everyone has to bring the energy in, and that was apparent right away. Um, you know, Arizona, for every minute of this game, looked like the better team. They led for 38-29. The rest of it was tied. UCLA, I'm sorry, UCLA. U- USC didn't even lead for a second. Um, Arizona was just a clearly the better team. I thought rebounding the energy was definitely there. Out-rebounded the Trojans by seven. Had one more offensive board. Two more second-chance points. Uh, points in the paint. I, fast break, 13 um, assists. 18 assists on 28 buckets. 50% from three. Arizona is not losing many games when the three ball is falling, um, you know, and, and didn't allow USC to play out of their minds. I mentioned before in the preview that USC was a team that didn't shoot or make a lot of threes, four of 17. So didn't shoot a ton and clearly didn't make many um, either. Didn't shoot very well. Uh, you know, Arizona just pretty much outplayed USC. And, and yeah, you can be picky and say Arizona turned the ball over too much, but it kind of feels like at this point, there's got to be some kind of trade-off with turnovers and pace and I said this on the board. I'd rather Arizona score 81 points and turn it over 18 times than score 60 points. But you could be like, well, they only turned it over eight times. It just feels like there's some kind of trade up there. I asked Tommy about that, and he said there were a few tonight that he'd like to clean up that were probably sloppy. But if Arizona goes and turns the ball over 13, 14 times and finishes with 85 points, no one's pointing to the turnovers. It's still a team with 85 points. But it was just that type of game. No, no, you know, no hold on, Jason. It could have been a team that was over 100 points. That's fair. Um, that was my impersonation like of an Arizona fan. Uh, you know, Boogie Ellis, two for 11 from the field. 
Then again, it took Rube at all four turnovers. Even Drew Peterson had 15 points, but it took him 14 shots to get there, and he found out. Um, Trey White only had seven. Morgan had seven and only three boards. Um, Dixon Waters, who I really like, needed 10 shots to get eight points. None of those guys were very efficient, and none of them really went off. And and that was the key. And um, I, I, I actually really liked it. In my opinion, it may not look at, like it because USC is not – a fantastic team. I actually thought that this is one of the better games that Arizona's played this season. It was a bit of a surprise uh, that Cedric Henderson was starting over Pella. What's the mindset there, and why do you think it worked? Also, you can hear our dog squeaking her toy right now. Yeah, so I kind of got Tommy. I tried to get Tommy. <laughs> Bianca, shut up! <laughs> I tried to get Tommy to say that he was going to possibly make a lineup change. I was like, what goes into a lineup change? And he said, well... I don't make them traditionally. And then, of course, he made a he lineup did change. did it. It was you, babe. You son of a bitch, Tommy Lloyd. He um, stole all your ideas. Uh, you know, what went into it was, you know, the explanation for it is very mindful. You know, Tommy Lloyd basically said, like, look, let's be very clear. This was not a demotion for Pella Larson. This was not because he's not playing well. This is, I need someone with consistency and energy off the bench. Um, you know, he said basically it, it it has to be a guy like Pella. They're going to play small at times. So the fact that he's coming off the bench as a forward that's going to play. And we saw that tonight. Pella played 30 minutes still off the bench. Cedric still only played 21 minutes. But what we saw, we, we saw Pella at the four, Zoo at the five. Pella at the four, Balo at the five. Vesar played three minutes only. And Dylan Anderson didn't play at all. Arizona, you know, basically... We would assume, I'm sure there's exceptions, but Tommy Lloyd basically said Arizona's going to be playing a little bit smaller moving forward, which is why he challenged. Now it makes sense that he challenged guys like Cedric Henderson to rebound more. But um, I think it worked because you, know, you got to remember, this is a role that Pella's used to. Pella was the sixth man last year. He's one of the best, if not the best, sixth man in the country. This is a role where, look, maybe there's less pressure. Uh, maybe Pella Larson puts less pressure on himself coming off the bench. He's still playing starter minutes. He played more than Umar. He played more than Kerr. He played more than Cedric. It's just coming off the bench. Maybe there's a... There's a safety net there. Right. There's a different mentality. And I think Cedric was more aggressive as a starter. People look at his 11 points. His two threes were huge. I look at his seven rebounds. Seven rebounds in 21 minutes is pretty damn good. He had as many rebounds as Umar. He was the second leading rebounder on the team uh, behind Ajulis, who we'll get to in a second. But it worked because I think Pella understands that role and is cool with it. I think Cedric, it kind of lit a fire under him uh, a little bit. His dad has been tweeting a little bit of how, you know, Cedric needs kind of more of an opportunity, but the difference between Cedric's dad and maybe some other parents on the football team is that <gasps> Cedric's dad has playing experience and knows what he's talking about. And, um, it makes a huge difference. Right. And uh, so, you know, it, it worked. And it's something that we're going to move, see moving forward. And maybe it doesn't look great every night, but Pebble Larson really – stood up tonight and played well off the bench. And I think the biggest reason why it works is because Pella understands his role. It's something that happened last year. And maybe Pella is just a bomb-ass six-man instead of a starter. I think that's kind of cool. People always function the best when they fit into the system and they're comfortable with where they are. In basketball, being comfortable goes a long way. That's yeah. why you don't see guys play positions that they don't normally play very much. Like, it is... Being comfortable is a very big deal in basketball. All right. Well, what is our daily 
Azulis Tubelis compliment. How about the most rebounds in the conference since DeAndre Ayton did it against USC? Azulis had 15 points and 17 rebounds. 17 rebounds. He absolutely dominated the Trojans. And, you know, you didn't really even realize he had 15 points until you looked. It was like a quiet 15, but... And doesn't it feel good when you dominate a Trojan? Okay. Well, sometimes you dominate a Trojan and the game just breaks open. <laughs> and that's just not a good night. Rip it open and get into the paint, Shelby. <laughs> and I'm going to jail. But, um, you know, he had 17 rebounds, four offensive. Only, I mean, he turned the ball over three times. He was good, man. Like, he, like, what more can you say about Azulis Tubelis? I love the dude on Twitter. I'm going to shout him out. That is like, he's not playing very well right oh now. Oh, my God. It's like, what game are we currently watching? I always wonder that. It's amazing that you could sit next to someone and watch a game and come away with just completely opposite points of view. Like, I'm watching this dude, Azulis, do whatever the F he wants every single week. And I've said that teams are going to basically... Kind of, I wonder if teams are going to say, you know what, he's going to get his. We're going to stop Umar. Like, I bet you that's what UCLA tries to do. Umar today, 12 and 7. He played fine, played angry, thought he played well. But Azulis, you're kind of like, you know what, like, what are we supposed to do? And that that's kind of what it felt like. But, I mean, like you mentioned, it's, it's a daily, weekly, whatever compliment because he always plays well. He's a first-team All-American, and if you don't agree with me, I will fight you. I would pay to see that. Also, I'd love to know, your brother-in-law went to USC, USC Med. He doesn't care about basketball. I know he doesn't care, but when USC gets absolutely destroyed, like, he's just like, whatever. Yeah, I'll text him tomorrow. You make fun. I know that you and your dad totally make fun of Josh all the time. We do. Nice. Of course, not during football season, because usually USC's... No, we still do. You do. Okay. Right on. Nice. Um, Well, Courtney Ramey played one of his better games of the season. What did you take away from his performance? I'm glad you asked Shelby as I had soda in my throat. Um, <laughs> oh. Do you not know how to drink? No, not really. Clearly. Um, yeah. It, I think it goes back to, <laughs> to what Tommy said about being more free. It felt like Courtney Ramey wasn't thinking as much. But look, we kind of knew this about Ramey. When the three ball is falling for any player in the country. That's a good day. They look really good. Like they're going to look much better when the shot's going in. You know, Ramey didn't, he only had one rebound. He only had two assists. He had turn, two turnovers, but he had 16 points. And he was 5 of 10 from the field and 5 of 10 from three. When that three ball is going in, he looks much better. And I think part of that is kind of what we said about Pella. It's a mindset of being more free. But the thing that actually impressed me the most was I thought this was one of his more efficient defensive games of the season. He guarded Boogie at times. He guarded. Uh, most of the times he guarded Boogie, and obviously he did really well. You know, Boogie, only 11 points, 2 of 11 shooting. They put Kirk Creesa in the beginning on Trey White, and uh, it worked well. You know, Courtney Ramey, I assume, I'm not sure who he's going to guard. If he guards Tiger, if they give it to Kerr, if he guards Jalen. I mean, it's going to be very interesting with that UCLA team, the defensive assignments and how they line up. But it just felt like he was free, but to me the focus was there. There wasn't that nonchalant list. We talked about it. You know, he would go up for a layup and got blocked a couple games ago where he was just chilling. And, like, he missed a shot or he got beat on baseline and he was just calm. And it just felt like he was uh, much, much more locked in this game defensively than he has been. Yeah, we don't need any of that laissez-faire shit at Arizona. Come here right now. That's my 
takeaway from That's tonight. That's actually the name of my first album, Laissez Faire <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I like that. We we do that a lot. Like, we'll say a phrase and we're like, oh, that's the name of my next album. Yeah. We don't actually record them. We really should, Shelby like, write them me. down. I can, I can rap with No, not you. even record. Like, we don't even write them down. You can ask Shelby. We have so many good album I names. walk around freestyling, like, all day. I will rap battle someone. There was, The lady tonight, uh, the lead singer of the band for the Tim Miranda's concert tonight, did a freestyle. It wasn't a rap, but she, like, sang completely freestyle just like guys had the beat behind her and it was amazing and it was the coolest thing i've ever seen and it's slightly reminding me of you because i think that if you had some refinement you could probably do that thanks babe yeah but rap is very refined that's what it's known as the refined art i mean you there's debate about like there's a high level of musicality and memory with oh my rap. gosh whatever go to the next question i've never been more insulted in my life Another thing I learned tonight, as you were making fun of me before we did the podcast, is that the singer, the band, played Route 66, and I had no idea that the words were Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Sedona. I always thought it was Winona for some reason. (laughs) Even though logically I know Route 66 goes through Sedona, my dad lives up there. Why didn't you tell me this years ago? Because it's funny. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, were there any other takeaways this evening in regards to the basketball game that you watched? Yeah, I had the uh, the new Chicken Verde burrito at Taco Bell. I'm a big fan of that. I think it's really... Did you see on Twitter that Bill Walton kept calling Arizona the Great Red Army? Uh, no, but... I replied to someone's Twitter and said, don't make fun of Bill, comrade. Yeah, I was going to say, are we communists now? Yeah. Um couple things. So, yeah, like I mentioned, I, it, it's apparent that I think Arizona is going to go small a lot more moving forward. You know, you look at Henry, you look at Dylan, those guys aren't ready for the physicality and defense of UCLA. Um, and, and plus, going small probably works better against UCLA anyway. Kylan Boswell, 1 of 5 from the field, uh, played 18 minutes, you know, took care of the ball, uh, 3 assists. Sorry, not 3 assists, 1 assist, but, um, you know, 3 rebounds was okay just the shot wasn't falling there were clean looks uh you'll get them in you know and shout out to walk on matthew lang you know tommy lloyd if you asked him would tell you that lang could play legitimate minutes at other schools like d2 probably and instead he chose to walk on he comes in he shoots a three he's probably one of the better shooters on the team legitimately good player but um yeah i mean not a lot more takeaways i thought arizona was locked in you could tell right away shout out to the McHale crowd i thought they were impressive really got up i mean usc made a run and cut it to 17 and then the, the crowd got loud it's like guys calm down it's gonna be all right here 17 points there's like seven, seven minutes points left. is tricky jason because it's not 28 um we're gonna preview the ucla game but i can tell based off the crowd today the way that it's gonna be a war out there also we're watching asu slowly atrophy the set late late in the second half ASU against is ucla returning back to asu i like it i like the fact that ucla is going to beat asu assuming that's what happens I, yeah i don't want ucla to play arizona after they lost because they're going to be really super pissed i want them to like full sense of security but ucla is always really good in the second half they're tricky even if they're down by a lot you have to really put them away because they are very very talented at like clawing back and that's what they just did like a bruin like a bruin. bruin's claw bruins I the guess. sun devils burn away 
into the hell of darkness. It is funny watching all these sad ASU fans on TV. They really thought they were going to win this game. So we're going to do the podcast. I know the game's a little earlier at 12, but we're going to do it. And I am going to Shelby's leaving get work our early. child's... Well, I'm going to... We're going to do the podcast. I'm missing Brielle's. Bri- Jason's missing Brielle's very flag upset football about game. This. Two undefeated teams. Two undefeated teams. The Seahawks, Brielle's team playing the Saints. More like the Aints. It's a clash of Titans. Yeah, the people want to know. So, and I'm also looking at him and Hawkwise with nine points and six rebounds. I'm sure he'll double that. You don't like, he's not going to have two bad games. Anyway, we'll get to that. Thank you for joining us. I hope Arizona fans sleep okay knowing the world is not over. Arizona will indeed make the NCAA tournament. They yes. are not the worst team in the country. Yes. And, and we, are... I mean, even though they are not undefeated and they've lost three games and they're worthless, they're still going to go to the tournament. And I want to point something out to close up this podcast. Okay. Arizona beat the Trojans and moved to 69th in defense in Ken Palm. Bear down. Bear down. My favorite Miss lyric from Shelby is Miss New Booty by Bubba Sparks. Booty, booty, booty everywhere. For years, she would say it is. Rocking at the well. Yes. Booty, booty, booty. <laughs> rocking at the well. If you hear it, it sound, it could fit. Right now, say, honey, I got to Google Bubba Sparks. Call it Park Bubba Sparks. Get it right. Get, Get it, it right. Get it right. Get it tight.